It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. As we get closer to week one of the NFL season, just how concerned should we be about the elbow injury with Matthew Stafford? That's coming up next on Locked On Rams. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks for making us a part of what you do each and every day. Not only do I host the Locked on Rams podcast, but I also host the Rams pregame, halftime, and postgame show on their flagship station, ESPN 710. I've been doing that since the Rams came back here uh, to Los Angeles back in 2016 and loving every last minute of it. Let me ask you this. Go click that subscribe button in your podcast feed and on our Locked on Rams YouTube page as well. That way you're going to get the pod every single day, both on your phone and your laptop or whoever you're consuming the pod. Thank you for doing that. Make sure that you sign up for a subscription. we got a good one scheduled uh, for today. I'm going to take a little bit of time and talk about Vince Scully, uh, who passed um, last night at the age of 94, 67 years as the voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I know that this is a, a Rams podcast, and we're going to talk a lot about the Rams as well. But uh, this is also a podcast about a sports team in the city of Los Angeles. And you cannot talk about teams in the city of Los Angeles and not talk about Vince Scully. So we're going to spend uh, a little bit of time talking about some of my uh, my favorite memories and just what he meant to me. And I know that it means a lot to a lot of you as well. So well, that's coming up in just a little bit. We may have an answer to the question, is Aaron Donald the greatest defensive player of all time? One poll decided to try to figure that out, uh, figure that out for themselves. That's coming up uh, in just a little bit as well. But let's start right here. Let's start with the injury to Matthew Stafford. Now, go back to last season and Stafford had the month of November that he would love to forget. Now, it, it feels a lot more palatable because we know how it ended, right? We know that it ends not only with him winning a Super Bowl, not only with him uh, being a large part of them winning a Super Bowl, but they don't do what they do if he's not there. Then He had the bad game against Tennessee. He had the bad game against Green Bay. He had the bad game against the San Francisco 49ers. All three of those games included pick sixes. And look, we I, I, if you were anything like me, I wasn't doing the pot at the time, but I was certainly doing uh, the Rams pre-half and post-game show. It was, uh, hey, um, I thought we went and got a guy that was not going to do that. I thought we went and got a guy that the, the specific purpose of him being here was, hey, look, if nothing else, let's just stop throwing it to the other team. And we had a month where that's where it was happening. Now, there were always these whispers behind the scenes and, and people on the inside that would say, hey, look, you know, nobody's going to say anything, but his elbow's not right. He, that, that's why that's happening, that he just cannot get his arm to where it needs to be. He's not quite healthy. He's not able to go. And then they had the bye week, and then they get back to Jacksonville, and everything seemed to kind of click back in together from that point forward, and he was great. Well, 
Here we are. It is August. We are just about uh, a little bit more than a month away from the opening of the regular season. The Rams did not have him throw in OTAs. He had a procedure on his elbow during the offseason. And now we've gotten to the point where uh, he is, I don't want to say skipping drills, but he's not a full participant in things that typically he would be if his elbow were 100% healthy. Now, here is what Sean McVay has said about it. It's not something that we're concerned about. We just want to be really smart with somebody that is as important as our quarterback is. Okay, um, fine. I believe you. But then if everything is fine, why are we limiting his workload and practice on Monday? Why are we only having him do individual drills? Why are we not just having you know the, the, the governor completely off of this thing and go? I get it. You want to be cautious. You want to make sure that uh, he's ready to play on Buffalo on September 8th because a practice against his teammates on August 1st really isn't as important as, well, quite frankly, anything, right? It, it, he's not a guy that needs to have 10,000 reps to know what's going on. That being said, Reps in this part of the time, this part of the calendar do mean something. Look, we, we saw what happened with the relationship between himself and Cooper Cup, uh, that they spent a lot of time doing those things. Some of it was talking and some of it was getting to know each other. And I like it here. And, you you know, I want you to run the route like this. And they, they weren't able to talk, but they'd go out there and they'd work it and, and they'd go over it over and over and over again. Um Allen Robinson is a new player here. Van Jefferson has gone down, which means there may be additional opportunities for Ben Skoranek or Tutu Atwell or whoever may be that guy that at least in the short term has an opportunity to slide into that third wide receiver role. And if they can't get on the same page with Matthew Stafford, if they're not working together quite as much as they may like to, Maybe that has an impact on the team as you get into the early part of the season. And then, of course, there's the big one. If this is what it worst case scenario, right? If he if, if you're starting quarterback, your you know, potential Super Bowl MVP. And by the way, there were three guys that could have won the MVP for the Rams last year in the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup did win it and was certainly deserving of the award. Aaron Donald could have won it and would have been deserving of the award. And if anybody, if Matthew Stafford was the guy at the end of the night saying, you know, I just want to say, you know, I couldn't be here without my teammates. Thank you for the MVP. I don't think anybody's saying, well, this is a joke. You know, it wasn't one of those things. Um, he certainly was in the mix for that as well. So what, you know, what happens if you have to play with him for an extended period of time without him, I should say, what if John Wolford has to play, not just, uh, you know, he, where, you know, he gets sacked and, and he twists an ankle and he misses the second half of a game, or maybe he misses the game the following week or something. But what if, what if this elbow really needs to be shut down for a period of time? Now, what, what, is, what does that look like? Can you can you win a game? Can you win half your games? Can you win, you know, at the same level that you were winning before? I, I don't think that's a, a realistic end game to this. He's the reason that he makes all the money. The reason that they went out and gave away more first round draft picks for Matthew Stafford is because there aren't a lot of guys like that. They aren't just uh, plug and play. The good news is. Sean McVay has proven that he can find a way to win these games with a, a quarterback of Jared Goff's talent level. And again, number one pick in the draft. So it's not, you know, it's not like the guy was walked in off the street and played a little JV ball back in junior high. It's not that, but there are degrees between a guy like Matthew Stafford and, and, and uh, Jared Goff, and he was able to make it work. But this is, they're saying everything's fine. I believe them when they tell me everything's fine. 
I will believe them more when I see him throwing regularly, competing, getting ready. And then when he goes out there in week one against Buffalo and that ball's coming out of his hand the way that it did in the Super Bowl, because the arm talent is, is really second to none. There aren't too many people that can do what he does. And uh, the Rams certainly are going to go as far as he is able to take them. All right. So the question is, is Aaron Donald the greatest defensive end of all time? One poll has an answer to that question. We'll get into it next on Locked on Rams. But I'm very excited first to talk about a new uh, sponsor here, a new partner with us here on Locked On. And I'm talking about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is uh, something that I know a lot of people um, have used. It's something that I think a lot of people should use. It's something that I am planning on using uh, for myself. It is therapy that's online. It's therapy that you can do through your phone, through your laptop. And look, if you twist your ankle, you go see the doctor, right? If, if something happens to you physically, you go get somebody to help you with it. And that's exactly what this is at BetterHelp. It's somebody to help you through difficult moments that are not, you know, a physical injury, but rather something that you want to talk about. It's online therapy that will assess your needs, can match you with your own licensed professional in less than 48 hours. It couldn't be any easier. You talk about what you're looking to accomplish. You talk about the sort of therapist that you're trying to find and BetterHelp will match you with a therapist inside of 48 hours you can book your appointment and the next thing you know you're starting to feel a lot better about everything that's going on it is an incredibly important part of your overall health and better help is a great way to do it it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide so many people have used better help that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states that's how many people are getting help through better help and i would strongly encourage if you're feeling a certain way about whatever it is that's going on in your life Go talk to somebody about it and go find somebody at BetterHelp. They've got a special less, uh, listeners, or I should say a, better, a special for our listeners at Locked On. 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. That's 10% off of your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. Go make yourself feel better. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is Aaron Donald the greatest defensive end of all time? That's something that we've talked about on this podcast. That's something that you've heard on television broadcasts. And now ESPN tried to figure it out. Uh, they asked a handful of reporters, analysts, and experts, uh, 50 different people, and came up with an answer of the greatest defensive end of all time. Aaron Donald got 39 of the 50 votes, okay? The next closest guy got five. Mean Joe Green was the next closest guy who got five. I, With all due respect to the poll, right, I, I don't know if that's even the right question when it comes to Aaron. At, at his position, yes, yeah, I mean, we're done, right? Like, th this isn't a matter of, well, there's this guy or there's that guy. There's this guy. You know, for instance, if you're 
talking quarterbacks it's 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 tom brady it's peyton manning it's john elway it's you know joe montana there are guys that you can tell when you talk about this mean joe green's a great player warren Sapp was a great player there are guys that have done an incredible job in that role nobody's done this i don't know if the question is who is the best defensive uh tackle of all time because it's too easy yes it's aaron donald i think the better question may be is he the best defensive player of all time because now we're talking about guys that you say, oh, yeah. Like, if you're old enough to remember, nobody stopped Lawrence Taylor other, other than Lawrence Taylor. Nobody was able to block him. He was stronger, faster, quicker, better than everybody he went up against. And he would just destroy other teams almost single-handedly. He was, he was an impossible problem to solve, right? Uh, by the way, Reggie White was kind of one of those guys, too. There was no answer to a guy like Reggie White. Well, that's Aaron Donald. And I'll, I'll – I'll, I'll explain it like this. Aaron Donald does that thing that very, very few people are able to get done. And that is not just a great play, not just a great game, not just a great career, but he's entered that point in his existence as a professional athlete where excellence is expected. It is, it is, it is the baseline. And the only thing that makes you go, wait, what, what's going on out there is when he's not an A triple plus. And it doesn't happen very often. And here, here are the guys that I've seen uh, that have fallen into this category in my life, right? And, and this, these are guys from different – there's a football player in here too, but these are guys from different sports. That Michael Jordan wasn't just, oh, my gosh, Jordan had 45 last night. Yeah, okay, okay that's what he does. Michael Jordan knocked down a game winner. Yeah, that, that's what he does. Michael Jordan won another championship. Yeah, that's what he does. It was the only time you're like, hey, did you see that with Jordan was when it wouldn't happen on the rare occasions when he would miss. And it would have been, that's the, that, that's the outlier. Same exact thing for Tiger Woods. I'll go back to Torrey Pines. I think it was in 2008 when he won the U.S. Open there, and he had to make that 10- or 12-foot putt on 18 to force a playoff against Rocco Media. There wasn't anybody in the world that didn't think that putt was going in. Pros don't make 10-footers every time. They make them less than half the time. And Tiger Woods is standing over you like, yeah, this thing is in the hole. There's no chance it's not going to be in the hole. Joe Montana was like that. Joe Montana got into a Super Bowl, and you're like, this is, this is a wrap. There's nothing. He's not going to throw a pick. He's not going to make a bad decision. And on the rare occasions where he may make a, a little teeny, it's like, wow, that's where Aaron Donald has gotten to. It's only the moments where he's a human being where you're like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before. You're watching a Rams game. I'll turn to Kirk Morrison, my partner, or whoever I'm sitting with in the booth and say, you know, it's time for Aaron Donald. And before you even can say it, Aaron Donald's in the backfield. He's knocked the ball loose. He's blown up a play. You heard Sean McVay towards the end of the Super Bowl. This is where Aaron Donald makes a great play. And that's exactly what happens. You know how hard it is to do that? Do you know how hard it is to make that great play when everybody in the building is trying to prevent you from doing exactly that? When every player on the Cincinnati Bengals is like, look, anybody but Aaron Donald right here, and it's Aaron Donald. He has been dealing with double and triple teams and defensive coordinators that have been up nights and weeks and months and seasons trying to figure out a way to slow him down, and he's been on the all-pro team seven of the eight times he's been in this league. He's been a first-team All-Pro basically from the second he walked in and hasn't even remotely come close to not making it. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. That's not something that happens, right? And it's just like, yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. The, the, on the rare occasion where you'll get into the third quarter of a game, you're like, well, Aaron Donald's been kind of quiet today. And then you look at it, and he's getting doubled and tripled, but the second you need that play, 
who's back there. Or they've got three guys on him, and because there's three guys paying attention to one guy, he goes around the side, and bam, the ball's out, and it happens. And Aaron Donald is the reason it happened, even if it isn't the reason that it happened. Is he the greatest defensive tackle of all time? Yeah, right? I mean, sure. It's like, is, is Wayne Gretzky the greatest center in the history? Well, yeah, of course. But let's let's talk bigger things. Is he the greatest defensive player of all time? And he's on the short list. And, and by the way, look, it's professional sports, and, and, and the NFL in particular is a violent, deeply physical professional sport. So I don't know how long that he'll be able to continue to play at this level, but it sure doesn't feel like it's getting any time close where, where it's going to start to fade, which is the, the other stamp of greatness. It's not just, hey, I was really – great example. And a tremendous football player and, by all accounts, a super good guy. J.J. Watt was Aaron Donald for three or four years. Aaron Donald's been Aaron Donald for nearly a decade, right? And J.J. Watt got hurt. J.J. Watt was on a bad team. All of these things that went along. And it just, you know, J.J. Watt's arc is he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the great players at his position in the history of the league. But it didn't last the way that it's lasted with Aaron Donald. And that's a whole other reason why he's on the very short list. And never mind greatest defensive tackles of all time, greatest defensive player of all time. Really, I mean, take quarterbacks out because they're kind of a category unto themselves. Maybe one of the greatest football players that this league has ever seen, and it's a league that's been around for a very long time. All right, so some very sad news in Los Angeles last night with the passing of Vince Scully. Some thoughts on a legendary broadcasting career here in Los Angeles when we come back on Locked on Rams. But first, let's talk about betonline.net. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Dodgers still the favorite to win the World Series, by the way. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. There you go right there. NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, They've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action and happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, So Vin Scully passed last night at the age of 94 after 67 years um, in the league. 67 years of excellence doesn't begin to cover it. Familiarity doesn't begin to cover it. 67 years of being somebody that People who never knew him feel like they knew him, feel like they had a friend. And it's very rare when someone dies, someone passes away, and everybody has a positive emotion with it. It's very sad, obviously, but 94 years old, the the career of careers, universally liked. And let's start right here. 
If you are listening to this podcast, you're probably in Los Angeles. If you are listening to this podcast, you are probably a fan of other teams in Los Angeles other than the Rams, and that, of course, would include the Dodgers. You've listened to Vin Scully. You've talked to your friends about the Dodgers. You've talked to your friends about other teams in town. And everybody's got an opinion on everything. I don't like this guy, and this guy's great, and this guy's, you know, they got to do better here, or this guy's my favorite guy of all time. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody like Vin Scully who – Everybody had something nice to say about him. Every, even people that are really good people, really nice people, excellent at what they do. There's always something. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't get it. It wasn't for me. Never with Vin Scully. It was familiar. It was comforting. It was something that felt right, no matter what was going on. Whether you're stuck in traffic uh, on a summer night here in LA, and you flip on the the Dodger game on the radio. And all of a sudden, you know, that, that incredible frustration that you have sitting around waiting for that car in front of you to move to get home and to start the rest of your day or your evening wasn't quite as bad because you had your guy riding with you. And, and he does this thing or that, that I don't know if you ever tried to do it, but boy, oh boy, it certainly felt like he was doing it every single night. And that was, he's talking to you. He's not talking to everybody in their car in L.A. I mean, you see the picture behind me here if you're watching this on YouTube. This It's a big city. There's tens of millions of people here. And it did not feel like he was trying to touch tens of millions of people, even though he did. It felt like he was trying to tell you about the baseball game or tell you a story that he had from back in the 1950s with Jackie Robinson or tell you a story about uh, Sandy Koufax or Clayton Kershaw or Steve Garvey or Don Drysdale or any of the guys that he knew and, and talked about and broadcasted from from 1950 to 2016. Let's say that again, from 1950 to 2016. And there aren't a lot of guys, there aren't a lot of people that everybody is excited to hear them. And doing my radio show the other night and getting ready to do it again this morning, um, listening to the old clips, put a smile on your face. They feel so good. It, it was such an unbelievable opportunity to get to listen to him. And baseball obviously lends itself to that. Baseball obviously lends itself to a story that maybe takes five or six minutes to tell. You can't really do that in football. There's there's a play that's coming up. You can tell little short ones quick here and there, but baseball was the perfect thing. And, and by the way, Vince Scully called football too, right? I, mean, I think a lot of people know this, but Vince Scully was the guy doing the play-by-play on television when Joe Montana hits Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone in the NFC Championship game uh, in 1981 to send the 49ers to their first Super Bowl. Against the Bengals, coincidentally. Um, he, you know, Montana looking, looking. Clark caught it. And, you know, it's the catch. It's the one, the iconic Sports Illustrated cover. Um, Vin Scully was on that call. Vin Scully was on the call for Jack Nicholas winning the Masters. Vin Scully was on the call for Gary Player winning the Masters. He was on the, on the call for all of these different things that other than just Kirk Gibson hit the home run or Sandy Koufax threw the perfect game or Don Larson threw a, a perfect game in the World Series. I was listening to a clip last night when Don Larson threw his perfect game in the World Series. I believe it was 1956. There had been one complete game in the history of baseball prior to that. One. He ended up calling two more. 
<laughs> That's how long and how good he was at this and how fortunate he was to be in the right place at the right time. And whether it was, you know, in the year of the improbable, the impossible has happened with Kurt Gibson, or if you've got a sombrero, throw it to the sky the night that Fernando Valenzuela threw his no-hitter, or if it was him calling the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys in the 1979 NFC Championship game where the Rams finally beat the Cowboys to go to their first ever Super Bowl, the one that they ended up losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, it was Vince Scully. He will be terribly missed, an incredibly gifted broadcaster, and somebody that I think uh, a lot of people feel like I do, who was a friend who we never had an opportunity to meet. And I don't know if there's a nicer thing that uh, anybody could say, right, about somebody than I felt like I really knew that guy. I felt like he was a, a friend of mine, intimate relationship with somebody who you have never met. The, the amount of skill and love and compassion and things that he brought to his craft every single night, humor, poetic you know, language. He, he knew musicals. He knew history. He knew uh, ancient Greek philosophy. It just, it didn't matter what it was. He could speak to it um, comfortably without sounding arrogant, without sounding like he was showing off and just made you sit and listen over and over and over again, like you were listening to your very best friend tell these stories and he will be deeply, deeply missed. Uh, what a, what an unbelievable pleasure to have been able to listen to him for as long as I have. Uh, I got him for my entire life. There, I did not know Dodger baseball without him until he retired in 2016. And just an extraordinary life, extraordinarily well lived. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keeping you dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason does not equal a break in the action. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.